Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon, who's back from whatever country he was in at whatever point at the podcast schedule. He didn't want to work. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? I took a sabbatical in the West Indies, man. I don't know what what accent that was, but I'm ready ready to banter. Yeah, yeah. So Saint, I went to St. Lucia, which is like as far in the South Caribbean as you can get. And there's there's a very heavy Jamaican uh, presence there. Very heavy. Gotcha. But I'm ready to banter big about the Buckeyes. Oh, my gosh. We don't. That's not required. That's not in our contract to say that every time. But I appreciate the uh, transition attempt. Um <laughs> Speaking of not being in our contract, uh, is producer Seth. He's not here. I know. Thank you. I can hear the claps from wherever you are at. You can block him if you haven't done it already. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. As we talked about on the last podcast, his beloved giant Zach Eady is back with the Purdue Boilermakers, so therefore you might want to block him now well before basketball season, and you don't have to deal with his um, delusional thoughts of them doing literally anything important. So there you go. Enough of that. Let's move on to where we are in our schedule, which we talked about last week. We are into previewing the IU football schedule uh, week by week, all the way through the schedule leading up to the very first real preview of the season. Um, So we'll start with week one, Brandon. It's Ohio State at home. That kicks off September 2nd is what I have written down. Labor Uh, Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Correct, as is tradition. Um, last year, funny enough, fun fact before we continue, last year's first game, September 2nd as well. That was a Friday kick. Uh, so I don't know if you guys know how it works. We kind of like, whatever, you'll figure it out. I'm sure you guys are mature enough to know how calendars work. Either way, September 2nd. This Mansplain calendars. Mansplain <laughs> calendars. <laughs> That's enough of, of what I had to do. I think that they'll get the gist of it. If you don't, just like Google it or something. Um, it's a set Saturday kickoff, a 3.30 kickoff. And as we talked about last week, and Brandon was not here to get super hyped about it, it is a CBS game, the very first Big Ten game on CBS, and I can't remember how long, maybe ever, uh, will take place in Bloomington, Indiana, at the Rock Memorial Stadium. Brandon, you didn't get to talk about it last week. How do you feel about IU getting the first Big Ten in the slot, like the prime slot. When you were a kid and you were maybe, I mean, I don't, I don't, this is going to sound yeah. weird, but when you were a kid, did you have a TV in your room or did you yeah, like absolutely. a different, like you went some basement yeah. or whatever, right? 3.30, dad's watching Notre Dame or dad's watching something else that you don't want to watch. You're going downstairs, you're throwing on the the 3.30 CBS SEC game, right? a little, little Auburn, little Auburn, uh georgia action like whatever right you got the music going boom 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 florida south carolina yeah but there there you go there you go well they're gonna do that in the south because they're not real smart and they're not gonna realize that they're not on and what they're gonna see is as i said beautiful bloomington indiana hot probably a lot of red what do you think what do you think about that so as you know, I I go on a fantasy football trip every Labor Day. So I won't be at the game, but I will have all 30 people watching this game. Right? You know, we 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 have that we go we have a huge draft room that doesn't look too indifferent from your basement. Maybe a few more screens, but like a similar setup than than your basement. 
Um, and I'm going to have this on the main screen. Don't care. I love it. Um, again, we'll get more into it later. Um, they, they didn't do this on accident, right? Um, as many people want to clown on IU football, um, we bring a lot of eyeballs, a lot of eyeballs. Um, so, so I think, I think the atmosphere at the stadium is going to be great. I think the tailgating scene is going to be great. The weather is going to be great. Um, it was a no brainer on a financial, you know, TV rights call. Um, yeah, I mean, Friday night was cool, right? For like Friday night against Illinois was, was cool. There wasn't as many games going on. Right. So you, you, you had a large market share there. Um, but man, uh, yeah, I love this. I love this kick time. I don't love many of the other kick times, to be honest. Um, but I love this kick time. Um, let me try to find the the other Big Ten, Big Ten college football schedule to see what other games they could have possibly thrown on. So we're gonna we're gonna get a great matchup on a Thursday on Fox with Nebraska at Minnesota to kick it off. Um, that is the only other. Big Ten, Big Ten game outside of Northwestern Rutgers. At noon on Sunday. Noon which, on Sunday, which is would, also on CBS. CBS? Why? <laughs> that Penn like, State-West Virginia oh game will goodness. be decent. Though. That'll be a good one. Yeah, it's an NBC game. Yeah. Another another breakthrough for um the Big Ten there as well. Purdue loses to Fresno State week one, right? I don't know. I, I mean, people think that that's such a big, like they're 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 an easy eight win game, I think, or eight win season, I think, for Purdue. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Peacock's first one. You're going to get Michigan, East Carolina. I don't. That's it, really. We don't get a Fox game. No Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. Again, we'll get we'll get into it, but it's it's going to be an interesting new face. Uh, Big Ten. No Clifford. Right, no Stroud, no Tanner Morgan. What's no, the most uh, expensive ticket in the Big Ten that first week? What do you think? Probably West Bygone, West Virginia, and Penn it State. Is. It is by a lot, actually, by about 50 bucks. The second most expensive ticket, Nebraska at Minnesota. I mean, we saw when Nebraska travels, right? Like they, they, they bring a consort. Yeah, and speaking of traveling, just short, we're just right behind it by nine bucks. Ohio State at Indiana, tickets as low as eighty-five bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I sensed quite a bit of sarcasm or a little bit of sarcasm. We'll get into it here in a minute. We'll talk about the game here in a minute. But I'm going to finish this thought. Yeah, I don't think it's because of us that we're on CBS at 3.30. But either way, we'll keep going. Um, it could Some guys that may play into some of that in the upcoming years. we got three new recruits, Brandon. As I say, basically the last five or so recordings, every time we finish recording, we get more recruits. Like the next day. So we got three. It is because of us. It is us. 100%. They're like, hey, they didn't talk about these guys. Boom, boom, boom. There you go um content content yes you are super into the offensive lineman both of them um which i get and then you were a little hesitant on uh the db so let's yeah. get into it real quick that and like the size yeah, size okay i like i like his his where he's coming from um that's a, a big time power program we'll talk about it here in a minute first let's start with these are all 2024 high school traditional commits as i call them um, good luck with this one, Bragg. Uh, Adedam, Adedamola, nailed it. Adedamola. I, I'd say it a little bit more, a little bit more fluid. Adedamola. Okay. Adedamola. Ajani. 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 Okay. Maybe Ajani. Maybe a hard A. Let's go with Ajani. 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 Adamola. Ajani. Yeah. That's a that's a first team All American. It's one of those names, if you say fast, no one will know if you say it wrong. But if you say it slow, even if you say it correctly, it Awful. sounds wrong. Awful, right? Yeah. Well, this kid, six foot four, 270 pounds, interior offensive lineman from Speedway High School located in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Three-star recruit on most of the services. Notable offers are Duke in West Virginia, and you just sprinkle in a lot of Mac offers there as well. Again, early in the year. I mean, we're not even into their senior seasons yet. 
Uh, Brandon, what do you think about him? You got anything else you want to add on that other than just the This stats? is a polling guard that is just going to murder people, right? Um, what is the hardest position? Okay. Oh, I uh, thought, uh, was that the question? <laughs> no, no, no. What is, I was thinking the way to put it. I'm, I'm going to say it the way I originally phrased it, and then I'll phrase it better. Um, what is the hardest position to recruit outside of quarterback? Good question. D. I don't know. I would say I would say nothing. I'd say offensive line. Okay. Right. And then I think a better way to phrase it is what position group dries up fastest other than quarterback. I think it's offensive line. Right. Like you don't want to wait till October, November, December to fill in your offensive line spots. I've got a good question. An alternate question to your question that makes it seem a little bit better. What group, what group of position, like what position group, yeah, outside of quarterback, can make an average player great? Offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a great quarterback is going to be great no matter what. Yeah. You would assume. Um, I mean, look at, I can't imagine how many offensive linemen that Louisville put into the NFL when Lamar Jackson was there. We right? Here's a hot take. Want a hot take? Let's hear it. Michael Penix is still here if we had a better offensive line. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He's in the NFL by now. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But like I use, I use look different. Tom Allen looked at differently. If we had a better offensive line and Michael Penix could have been Michael Penix. If Michael Penix was there three years earlier than what he was, I mean, he would be playing behind consistently off like first team, all American offensive linemen or first team, all big 10 at least. Um, yeah. So either way, I agree with you. That's why we we're excited about this, this next player. And I think you're really excited about him. Oh, 2024 commit Evan Lawrence out of Danville community high school, or it's just a Danville community school, which is weird. I don't like that. I think it's like all the schools in one, but it's either way. It's in Danville, Illinois or Indiana. Sorry. Um, six foot seven, 250 pound offensive tackle, not rated in a lot of but, the recruiting. Why? Why isn't he rated, you know, Michael? Because he's a basketball player. That's why. That's why. And I because think. he's played offensive line for one, one year. Se- not even off season. Yeah, yeah. They needed offensive linemen. They were like, dude, you're huge. Play offensive. He has one year of tape. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You've listened to the show for what, four years now? You know I can get excited about a recruit. I think we just found a diamond in the rough, right? This guy's going to get way bigger than 250. Um, his high oh, school yeah. coach said he can get another 25, 30 pounds bigger before he starts, right? Starts college. If this guy can be 280, 285 in after, like after he redshirts his freshman year, so yeah. three years from now, this guy could be a monster, yeah, an absolute monster. And that doesn't play in the fact that he's a really good basketball player. I've said it on this podcast before: you want your edge rushers to be wrestlers. And you want your tackles to be basketball players. Mm-hmm. That's the skill set you want on the edge of the trenches. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're, you're going to have good feet. Which offensive lineman was it recently that IU got? Couldn't have been Caleb Jones. No. Right? Somebody played basketball. I mean, I know Darius Latham played bad. There's a good example, I guess. Darius Latham, yeah. interior defense. Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones was a stud at North Central. So there you go that played basketball as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, it's, that's big time. I mean, it's really good for the feet either way. Notable offers. If you want to call them it, you know, Mac schools, ball state, Eastern Michigan are literally the two biggest colleges that have offered him so far after a season of football. Uh, the we're next guy to fight to keep this guy. I'm just telling you. I, okay. Okay. I think the next guy we're going to have to fight to keep too. Um, we'll see after one more season. That's Christian Peterson, a cornerback, five foot 10, 185 out of Carmel High School, believe it or not, in Carmel, Indiana. Uh, three-star recruit, notable offers a lot of Mac schools, but has some interest from Penn State and Iowa. Um, Iowa needs to keep their hands out of our state. 
That'd be nice if they could do that. Leave the Tracy brothers alone. Um, you know, stuff like that. Just stop doing that because they it's just once they get there, they'll realize that they don't want to be there anymore. Like if there's anything that could be. And I love Indiana, but if there's anything outside of central Indiana that could be worse. than Indiana, it's Iowa. Because it's, it's just awful, just an awful people outside of my friends that live there. Um, and then that's it. There's Des Moines. It's cool. That's it though. Um, anything else you want to add on him? I do think he's going to be good. I, I like the program that he's in. It's a winning program. Ding, um, ding, ding. That that's, that's what matters. I, I've said it. I can, I hate that. I keep saying it, but at least, at least I'm consistent. You need players from winning programs. I just think that's infectious. Yeah. Hard to find a more winning program outside of Center Grove than Carmel. Yeah. So I love, I love, I love that. It's not like that he's 5'10, you know? I mean, he's he's 16, 17 years old. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, there's good 5'10 corners. There's good 5'10. You're not always going to get the 6'1, 6'2 freak athletes out there at corner. You're going to, you're going to have a 5'10. And, you know, some people that are 5'10, like maybe the other guy on the podcast may call themselves six feet. I don't know. Um, so he may think he's actually six feet tall. I, and that's all that matters. Play big. Right? Play exactly. big. Exactly. Um, one more thing to add before we do get into what we're actually here to talk about. Uh, new suites, Brandon, um, going in on the south end zone. I saw a really good uh, reply to this. I think it was on Peaks in one of the message boards. And I can't remember what it was word for word, but it was basically like, it's going to change the look of, of the stadium and make it not look like a like an entrance to like a supermarket, I think is what they called it or something like that. Um, and get rid of those big giant letters that just spell Memorial Stadium across the back of it. Uh, I don't love that, but I love the fact that we're going to get those end zone suites. And I do think that, the price is nice. I just got to get you to allow us to pull that trigger for 20 grand. Yeah. Uh, um, Free drinks. I mean, we drink. I tried to tell this to my wife. I feel like we spend that much on tailgating every year. <laughs> it feels like it at least. It, 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 we get, we, we, we don't nickel and dime tailgates. Let's just say no. that we're, we're bringing food, good food and good booze. And, you know, that's that. But uh, my 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 thought my feel on the field level suites is you gotta act the part, man. Yep. You can't. You gotta stop looking. And not that I, I don't, IU isn't cheap, but they also don't spend a lot, right? They like don't spend on football. Um. So I think this is all part of. Everyone has it. You see it at Iowa. You see it at you know. Speaking speaking of Iowa, you see the suites at Iowa. You see the suites at all these monster stadiums. Mm-hmm. You have to have them. It's also the way you get sponsors. Yep. Right. Like. Yep. How how are you ever going to build an NIL program if you don't have somewhere awesome for the NIL donors to go? Right. Yep. Like. Um, I'm not a sweet guy. I've, I've never been in a box suite. Um, I do it if I would have had a chance, but you know, I'm just, I'm just not that guy, but, um, you have to, it's part of business. It's where deals are done. You have to look the part it's required. And like you said, it's going to make the stadium look awesome. Yes. Hopefully. I think if they do something similar to like what the Colts have, um, and their North, I think it's their South end zone as well. It is their South end zone. I think I'm trying to think we had tickets in the North end zone. So no. So yeah, it's definitely the South end zone where it doesn't look like the Cowboys look stupid. You know what I'm talking about? Like their yeah. field level suites are like behind the players on the sidelines. And I don't know if you've, again, this is kind of going to sound weird maybe, but I don't know. Have you been on the sidelines of an NFL game before? Yeah. So it's hard to see around yeah. those, around those players. And then if you're sunken down into a suite on the field, then it's really hard to see. But either way, they sell them enough. It's Merrick's team. Blah, 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 who cares? Um, okay, let's move on to what we're here for. Yeah. Okay, so for those that don't remember, what we do is a real quick history lesson on the series between the two teams. This one's not going to be pretty. Uh, then we'll talk about key players from the opposing team, key matchups with IU and the opposing team. And now a new section has been added, a 50,000-foot view 
of the overall, like the three phases of play of the opposing team, offense, defense, special teams, just a quick tidbit on each one of those. And then we'll finish off the pod. So um, let's get right into it. History lesson. The previous meeting was last year. It was in a, um, a time of transition is how you could put it, I guess, for IU moving on and, and calling Dexter the official starting quarterback. Not a great place probably for him to get that. I think that was his first start, Brandon, if that's not correct. Uh, IU lost 14 to 56, um, went down 21 zip pretty quick into the first quarter, I think 21 seven, and then it was all kind of over from there. Um, all time record in the series Ohio State 78, IU 12, five ties in there, IU winless since 1988, unless you count the vacated victory, um, in 2010. So, so, so the way I put it uh-oh. is it break, it, it's, it's not a win. Certainly not a win, but it breaks up their streak. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so they, they ended their own, what, 21 year streak and now they're, they're on a 12. They're on a 12. Yeah. That's not that bad. There's teams that have lost to other teams 12 years in a row, right? Yeah. So that's the way I see it. We certainly didn't win, but they can't brag and say they have, you know, whatever. They can't say that they won. Right. Right. That's all that matters. Um, head coach is Ryan Day. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Fourth season, 45 and six. And I wrote down most overrated coach in America. Hands down. Um, if you listen to the pod, you know my thoughts on Ryan Day. He is literally a puppet. He is there to just act like he's calling plays that somebody else is telling him in his headphones. And then he's telling it to the quarterback. I don't even know if he calls plays. Honestly, I don't I don't know. And then he doesn't have to do anything. The school, I'm not going down the road. I'm sure somebody from Ohio State, because they're super insecure about themselves, will listen to this pod um, and try to tell me about why Ryan Day is the greatest coach of all time. So, Can I I make a joke? Probably a lot of people won't get. He's 2-2 and against Michigan, right? Is that right? He's Tom Wamsgam's leading ATN in the show Secession. Oh, I won't get I don't get that. But a lot of people watch that show. I just don't. Yeah. Nothing it, against it. I just don't have time is the thing. Go ahead. That's it. If you get it, you get it. If you know, you know. If you yeah. don't, you don't. Yeah. Adam DeMamps in there, right? Or Adam, what's his real name? DeCamp? Adam No. He's not his in name. It. He's not in that. He's not in that? I thought I saw him in that, like in a in a no. promo or something. No? No. No. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? What is that one with? Uh... Oh, you're thinking the gemstones. Yes, that that was what that I was shows that shows funny. Yes, the righteous oh, gemstones. There you go. Succession, succession, different show. Um, OK, let's get into it now. Key players. Uh, there's one that's super obvious, and I think Brandon's got more to add to these. But what I've got is Marvin Harrison, Jr. Um, I just he's unguardable. He's incredible. He might be. And Brandon will probably try to throw a couple other names in this, but I'm just going to say it. I think he might be the best wide receiver I've ever seen in college. Um, last year as a g- sophomore, almost 1,300 yards receiving and 14 touchdowns. Uh, they have another decent guy on the other side, Emeka Abuka, um, over 1,000 yards himself and 10 touchdowns too so the wide receiver group is going to be solid we understand this every year with ohio state i mean they just lost garrett wilson and who was the other one uh well uh so jackson smith and jigba was the one that went this this past year yeah yeah, the year before that was garrett wilson and chris olave chris olave Yeah. yeah yeah i mean they just constantly produce wide receiver talent um so i'm, I'm gonna throw a few names out here Okay. Of of best wide receivers in okay. college. Okay. Peter Warwick at Florida State. Okay. Remember the name. Yep. Braylon Edwards, Michigan. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michael Crabtree, Texas Tech. Okay. I think he's in the system, but that's fine. Larry Fitz, Pittsburgh. Okay. Tim Brown, Notre Dame. Tim Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the one that I think... The one that I think is un my I thought Kelvin Johnson, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Uh the only other ones I thought of like immediately 
as I was saying it. Um, he had 3,000 receiving yards and 28 touchdowns in two years. At a running school. <laughs> uh, at a triple option 3, school. 3,000 yeah. yards. Well, where's, okay. Well, where's Harrison going to be? Like, well, he didn't play that. He didn't play that much as a freshman because of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Um, but Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, if he stay, he's not going to stay for his senior year. But if he were to stay for his senior year, he's well over three thousand. I'm because he's got thirteen hundred yards last year. He'll probably do the same again if he can stay healthy. I mean, the guys, the guys, he might go over. He might do it anyway without Smith and Jigba here. He might do, or there, not here. God, um, he might do it anyway. That'd be crazy. Um, running back combos pretty decent. We saw them last year. Travion Henderson, he is the little, as I call them. He's not little. And Mayan Williams, he's big, and he, oh. he's big anyway. Combined for almost fourteen hundred yards and twenty-one touchdowns last year. They got weapons. Yeah. Don't forget about Cade Stover. Cade Stover. Tell me about Cade Stover. Tight end. Tight he end. Had what, he That's had what right. two touchdowns against us last year. Yeah. Yeah. Guy just just somehow was always wide open. Like that was it was obviously 56-14. The game was frustrating anyway. With but he no just seemed backers. He just seemed to be wide open. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. It was very frustrating. We just need to stay healthy, which is we'll get to later, but um we just never seem to be healthy on defense whenever we play later in the season. So, um speaking of defense, their defense lost uh I, I, I don't know. Not at a lot. I don't think. Their I mean, defense was, was bad. Their defense, defense was, was bad. It was awful. really bad at the end of the year. Um, I think when they, they played Michigan, was Michigan, Michigan and Georgia. Yeah. Georgia, Michigan, Georgia to finish, which I mean, I mean, they should have beat Georgia are, to be honest. Well, they should have beat Georgia. Probably. Um, that was New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, and that was a heck game. of a game. That game was nuts. I was yeah. loaded, but I, I was I was locked into that game. I don't remember the exact stat, but I think it was over forty points a game and eight point. I do remember this: eight point nine yards per play given up on defense. Um, and from Ohio State on defense, that doesn't seem normal. Hopefully, that is the new normal. That would be phenomenal, but um, probably not. They do have a guy named Tommy Eichenberg, Brandon, pretty good um, yeah, leader of what is an experienced defense. But again, is it good? I don't know. Um, so they transitioned to a four-two-five. Yeah, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't they didn't really have the players, namely the secondary. Still, they don't. they brought in a million secondary players, yeah. which might come up in my key matchups. Uh Oh, there you go. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, so for me, he's the big one that stands out. I mean, there's a decent, a couple good, a couple good DNs. Um, really solid. They were really good against IU. Um, but he had 120 tackles last year, two and a half sacks, one touchdown. I mean, those are those are beyond Tigray Scales numbers as far as tackles go. And wait, no, Tigray might have had 135, I think, um, or around that. But either way, the guy was a beast. He's back again. He'll be a beast again as long as he can stay healthy. Um, do you have any other key players you want to talk about? On yeah, they got an, they got another guy, Steel Chambers. He's the other yeah, linebacker. Steel is good, yeah. um, he's pretty solid. Um, JT Tuolamu or Tuomaloa. He's kind of their D end. Who's, the who's big? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they have two monsters of humans. Not that they're really any good, but. Ty Hamilton and Michael Hall are just massive, massive, massive individuals. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the problem, which we, you know what, we'll save this for the 50,000 foot view, but so we'll just move on to key matchups. Brandon, I've got three. Um, My first one, which I, I'm excited to see in a very scary, like anxious, excited because I think it's going to be good. And I've talked about it on, I think every single pod since we've got Andre Carter, but I use pass rush, which should be dramatically improved from at least the last three seasons versus completely inexperienced offensive tackles. Um, they lost. Were they both first round draft picks? Yep. And Paris Johnson. And I don't know the other Dewan one. Jones. Dewan Jones either, either went late first or early second. 
So major offensive tackle prospects gone. And now you've got Josh Fryer from Beach Grove. Ever uh, heard of him? Yeah, I was going to say if that name sounds familiar. Uh, starting at left tackle, he's been named for that. Right tackle, I don't know. Um, but that'll on be our, really on our lads. A on our lads has right tackle, um, kind of unknown. Um, they have a transfer. Josh Simmons have no idea, and then they have a a couple redshirt freshmen. So, so again, like no depth. Yeah, no depth. So listen to this. You got Josh Fryer, who's a redshirt junior. Our lads has a redshirt sophomore transfer. Then they have a redshirt freshman, redshirt freshman, true redshirt, redshirt sophomore. That's their tackle depth. Like, yikes! But they, like, they I, I wish, I wish I had big banter on. Oh, yeah. they're all they're all five star guys, right? I mean, yeah, 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 five star guys. But age is age, experience is experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to face two hundred and eighty pounds and six foot five of pure muscle and speed coming off the edge and Andre Carter to begin their career. Like that's how it's, I mean, now granted they play that in, in practice, but I mean, that's practice. We're talking about the game and you want to talk about practice. So uh, what's, what's one that you have that I don't Brandon. Yeah. I think I've already teased it enough. It's, it's their brand new secondary in a brand new system. Like a four, two, five is what IU runs. Mm -hmm. Right. But we've ran that now for more than half a decade. Right. So they have a year two system. With a brand new coach, well, again, second year, with a ton of new players, we have to stretch the field. I don't care if we risk interceptions. 40-yard interceptions, 45-yard interceptions are punts. Punts. I'm okay with flipping the field in an interception because you need big plays to have upsets. You're not going to dink and dunk Ohio State. You can do that to Michigan State. You can do that to Illinois. You can do that to Minnesota. Occasionally, you can do that with a bad Penn State team. You're not dinking and dunking eight, nine, ten yard drives. Week one, brand new secondary, second year of the system. Take big shots. Cam Camper, EJ Williams, Quincy Carter. Take big shots. Yeah. Don't care about the interceptions. I mean, I, to a point, <laughs> you should care about the interceptions, but I, we, we get it. We get it. Um, I don't like my next one, but what I'm assuming, and I can only, you know, cross my fingers and everything else and hope is a new and improved offensive line for IU. I think this is a huge matchup against what we would consider probably as their best part of their defense outside like maybe their linebackers i guess you could say is the best but their front is solid you know can we keep taven from well assuming it's taven uh from uh, getting injured which seems to be a tradition over the last few years against ohio state and our quarterbacks um you know all you have to do is look back to the last time we played him at home and jack tuttle looked great to start the game crisp on all of his throws crisp on his touchdown throw until his shoulder was driven six feet into the ground. Um, so can we keep him upright? Can we get him at least enough time to make his read? Hopefully what we see is, is the traditional Walt Bell offense and he's not holding on to the ball for more than two seconds. So uh, that's a big matchup for me, Brandon. Anything else you want to add on that? If not, let's move on to, man, this is, one. this is a little, uh, no, not I me, mean, nothing on that. Right. I mean, it's IU is likely not going to win the trenches war. Um, you just have to be smart. You have to scheme. That's that's where Walt Bell's got to get creative, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, the best case is to break even in the trenches. Yeah, that's all you can hope for against Ohio State. Um, mine's kind of similar um, to my first one. They're young, like. If you've never went to our lads, they're they're a great depth chart for college, for pro. I go there all the time. Look at all their in their they do a three deep, right? So look at their second and third string linebackers and like secondary players. That's what majority of special teams are. They're all freshmen and sophomores, right? They just because of how many players have got drafted, 
right? Like it's it's almost like a blessing and a curse for teams to lose this many players. Um, they're gonna have a lot of guys playing position. You know, they maybe first year in on kicker kickoff, first year on on punt, right? So special teams. We have, I hate big boomer or whatever it is, but we have number one it, or at least top five specialist in Jalen Lucas. Um, give me Jalen Lucas against a bunch of young, still five stars, but give me Jalen Lucas against that, those units. Yeah. I'm going to say that a lot. Yeah. He's pretty few. Well, every, Lucas. every year. Um, so mm. they had six players drafted, uh, to the NFL this last year. I want to say NFL play, oh, players in NFL. 2023 and they have i mean i'm trying to think six players selected in the 2023 draft at least five okay i don't know i don't know how many were signed post draft uh the draft was weird i mean don't want to pump up a purdue guy at all but i mean look at Corey trice was what a third grade or third round grade that felt looking like a monster ota hype machine Corey trice yeah ota hype machine was kenny moore better not kenny moore was isaiah rogers betting on Corey trice to get that's your problem bob (laughs) yeah it's not really a problem um oh no we lost like a backup kick returner um yeah sorry that's back to the college ranks um the mind kind of fits in with this i think first game it's it's this is what I'm going to call it. First game IU versus first game Ohio State. We've teased this to death. This has to be the best time to get Ohio State in the season. You've got a brand new quarterback. Who's played? I mean, everybody's assuming. What's his name? Kyle uh, Brandon. Their quarterback, Kyle. Some, what? It doesn't matter. Kyle, whatever. They've got new offensive linemen everywhere. They're Kyle McCord. I don't want to steal it because I'm going to talk about this there soon. Um. They've got new offensive linemen. They've got what I consider to be a maybe one of the, well, without seeing it, maybe one of the weaker secondaries that they've had in a long time. But the same story for IU, Brandon. I mean, how many transfers? 18, 19 transfers, I think, in this season. Um, and maybe 16. I don't know. Everybody, I can't remember. I can't keep track anymore. Um, you've got a bunch of new, uh, new talent that should see the field as well as freshmen. Um, you know, does first game IU have the advantage or does first game Ohio State have the advantage? We'll see. We'll see. And I think it's the best time of the year to get them. And, uh, you know, we're in June. We'll find out in uh, three months. Yep. And my, my final one, I'll just be quick. Um, we've all seen Waterboy, right? Um, it's Ohio State. Can't hold back now. Um, go shock the world. Be aggressive. You know, and. You know, if it's, oh, you don't want to show your whole playbook in week one. No, you have um, to on this one. Right. Like, I want to see flea flickers. I want to see double reverses. I want to see, you know, go for it on fourth and short. Right. Like, you can't punt. You punt the ball. There's odds you're giving up points. Yeah. Right. So I don't want to. I'm not saying go for it on like fourth and four or fourth and three, but if it's, if it's fourth and two and, you know, you're, you're on past the, the 50. You're on yeah, the you're on side their the side of the field. I don't care if it's the 45-yard line or the 38-yard line. You go for it, right? So be aggressive, trick plays. Um, you just have to. You just, you just have to. Yeah, you know, you talk about, you know, last year starting with Illinois, did they open the whole playbook? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, Illinois was a, a – a coin toss of a game. And I mean, honestly, it showed it. I mean, w- what a game that was. Um, this is Ohio State. This is a huge momentum swing of a game. If they can pull something out of this. Uh, so there's no reason to hold back on any of this. You're absolutely I don't, I don't, right. So I don't need to get on this train again. If we don't beat Penn State in that COVID year. Yeah. That that season doesn't. I don't think that season turns out to anything. Like we may not even go, go bowling, right? That win made everyone believe. Yeah, yeah. That and that's what I think this team needs because one, it's so new, right? Like they need to believe. 
I'm, I'll save it for later. I'll save it. I'm gonna, I, I, I have a following thought on that. I'm going to go off on a tangent on that for a second because I don't know if you've paid attention too much to Twitter over the last probably two or three weeks. I've um, been really off social media recently. Big Ten Network and um, like college football news, like one of the bigger ones, a couple of them have shown uh, a lot of the stuff about, man, do you guys remember 2020 IU? You guys remember this? Da, da, da. And then, so I'm like hopping in there. Like, and I, I just did some bad things and looked in the comments or the replies. And there's so many people from Penn state that say the ball touched out of bounds before it touched the pilot. Hey, stupid. The ball just has to cross the, the, the plane of the, the white line that separates the one yard line from the end zone, whether the ball touches the pylon before that or not, it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to leave it at that. If you go back and you watch it, the ball is across the line or has touched the line before it touches any of the pylon or out of bounds. We won the game. It doesn't matter. So I got that off my chest. Um, okay. 50,000 foot view, super quick offense for Ohio state. I've got major question marks at important positions at, at quarterback and offensive line. We've talked about it. Ohio state people are going to listen to this. It's going to be very butthurt again at this point. Now that I've said this, bro, they're good players. We just haven't seen them, so we'll have to see what it looks like. Uh, defense, solid front seven, which we've talked about enough. Inexperienced weak point is in the secondary. Is I mean, if again, you're just trying to pick a weak point in what is probably a strong group. And then special teams, which we have not talked at all. I don't know anything about the return game, but they do have a solid punter. They do have a new place kicker, from what I've read. Um don't care too much to talk about that. Other than that, do you have anything else you want to add from the giant? I got a potential. No, that's that's all I got. We've we've okay. covered it. I got a potential new segment. I didn't even run this by you. I didn't run this by Big Banter. I don't know if they no. they support this. They don't. Um, but what if we do a little bit of like a Dubich sports book? Just like oh. short, like short little segments. This isn't a gambling podcast, but just just some things that I found while digging into my. You want to uh, do this now, or do you want to save this for? I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do okay. this now. Right. Um, so this is about Ohio State, not necessarily IU versus Ohio State, right? This is this is an IU or an Ohio State preview. Um, they currently have the third best odds to win the national championship at plus Ooh. 600. That's awful. I don't think they're the third best team. They're, they're starting the season out as number five. Um with the amount of question marks, that's not enough juice for me. Like plus six hundred, Vegas likes this team. Vegas is rarely wrong, but does that surprise you having the third best odds to win the national championship? You know where I'm focused. I'm always focused on IU. I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to other teams until we do these previews, and I really have to dive in and, and kind of figure out where they're at. Um, I'm assuming USC's up there. Michigan's yep. up there. Georgia's up there. Yep. Bama. And Alabama. So who are the top two? Georgia, Alabama? Yep. With what? It's the same thing you can sit here and ask about Ohio State. Who's Georgia's quarterback? I love, again, different podcast. I want to spend too much. USC's plus 1,400. I love USC. If at I was going to pick one. At 15 to 1? That's got to be your Heisman favorite, right? Cam Is at it Cam Williams? 15. Is that his name? What's his name? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Yeah. No, no. Um, Georgia, it doesn't matter who lines up at quarterback, right? They're plus 210, which is awful odds. Like, you don't take a national champion at plus 210. No. Um, but, yeah, Alabama plus 550. Ohio State plus no 600. Quarterback. I hate it. I hate it. I don't think it's good. I don't. Um, I think a quarterback is huge. You know, that's always been my thing. In college football, a quarterback is massive. Um. I mean, I understand Stetson Bennett's won the last two national championships. Is that right? Uh, yeah. But, I mean, his supporting cast has been incredible. Um, so, I don't know, man. We'll see. But, yeah, no, I don't agree with them being. I don't agree with them being what you could, you know, rabbit ears, whatever, third best team in the country. I don't think so. I think USC is really good Yep. Um, without knowing a whole lot about them other than they have probably the best wide receiver and best quarterback Also, like, prospect. whoever comes out of the ACC is going to get a chance. So, like, Florida State at plus 1,800 or Clemson at plus 2,200. I don't like – I, I hate the ACC. I hate them. 
I know. But it's just good. Anyway, you don't know this isn't an ACC podcast. Um, next one. Uh, the Ohio State is the favorite to win the Big Ten. Interesting. Really? Over Michigan. Really? Right? Okay. Vegas is love. Now, not much. So Ohio State's plus 170. Michigan's plus 180. So it's it's neck and neck. It's coming down to the game. To the, to the last game. Okay. But Michigan just demolished them in the Big Ten tournament. Michigan returns. You know how much I love J.J. McCarthy. I That blew my mind that they were the odds favorite to win the Big Ten. Okay. They're going to, as they said, they're going to listen to this podcast. It wasn't the Big Ten tournament. It was just their last game of the season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Regular, you're right. The last game. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was essentially the Big Ten championship game, but it technically wasn't. <laughs> um uh no i again michigan i i don't really rate them either but they do have a really good running back a decent quarterback um they're on kind of a high with a lot of momentum going um i mean they did lose the tcu but man i don't know i've heard i I, the, the hype is big on penn state brandon and that i don't understand either the amount of talent. Well, I know you don't want to consider Clifford talent per se, but the amount of talent that they've lost as well. But, you know, I don't know, man, as I've told you guys, I tell you guys this all the time. You guys want to, you and Seth always want to talk about stuff. Oh, let's talk about records. Let's do schedule talk in June or in, in April. I'm like you guys don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. Wait until the, the guys are, are smashing pads and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I guarantee you we will know so much more by, what is it? It would be September 23rd than yep. what any of these dum-dums and their computers know right now. So I don't agree. Again, you, the people, whatever, smashing their heads into the, uh, I'm trying to think what they drive in Columbus. It can't be anything real nice. Like, Whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's probably some sort of like Bronco of some sort. I mean, the Broncos, the new Broncos are kind of nice, but like it's probably a base Bronco. It's probably red and it probably has some sort of like IU or not IU, but Ohio State like license plate frame around it and says alumni, but they didn't really go to school. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're probably smashing their head. We're the best team ever. They don't really talk like that out there. I don't know how they talk, but yeah, either way. I don't know. I don't think yeah. that they are, but maybe I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe this guy's great. Maybe this. I like Michigan. Great. I, I like Michigan. We'll cover it during the Michigan preview. I do too. I, I do too. I don't. La- think last last two things. Last two things here. Um, and then if you want to pull up their schedule while I talk through this for a second, mm-hmm. another bananas thing. They are minus one twenty five to oh. make the playoff. Of course, they have so. the second best odds to make the playoff. Better odds than Alabama. Obviously, better odds in Michigan. That's a really bad bet. And I and my only thought is they're um they're just assuming a lot of Ohio State fans are just gonna bet it because there's a lot of Ohio State fans. But like yes. minus one twenty five to make the playoff is such a bad bet, such a bad bet. Um, especially with only four. Uh, and then last thing, I told you to bring up the count uh, schedule because mm-hmm. they're over unders eleven wins. They literally have, and they're favored to win more than eleven. That's that's how off they're minus one over minus one oh five at a at eleven wins. I see guaranteed, like bet my family on it. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guaranteed wins. Like I would I mean, they barely won the spring game, Brandon. They won the spring game 40 to 31. Barely won the spring game. It was in Columbus as well. But they've got, okay, we'll run through it real quick. I think at a, if we're just going to do it, we're not going to give a prediction. It doesn't count until we do the actual preview. You know, chances are they'll win that game. Youngstown yep. State's a walkthrough. Yep. Western Kentucky's a walkthrough. They have to go to South Bend, no matter how bad I think Notre Dame is. They may, Ohio State may not have the better quarterback. It's tough there. You know, they've got to play Maryland, um, which is at home. They have to go to a place where they never win recently. That's at Purdue. 
Um, they've got Penn State at home, which is good for them, but they have to go to Madison. They've got Rutgers away. You know that's is, a you know that's, that's a night a, game. That's a tough game, dude. That's Camp Randall at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three days before Halloween, the place is going to be nuts. Um, they've got at Rutgers, which doesn't matter. They got Michigan State at home, which doesn't matter. They got Minnesota at home, which doesn't matter. But then they got to go to Ann Arbor. So th- this is the one. This is the one Vegas. I'm assuming is counting as their win, right? So they have Ohio State going 11 and one. Their loss, you mean? But at, so you think Sorry, that they yeah. lose at Ann Arbor? I do. I, I'm all over Michigan this year. How do you not put Ryan Day on an immediate hot seat in Columbus if they lose three straight to Michigan? Three it's straight. It's happening. It's happening. Tom Wom's games. Man, man. Nobody gets it. But I Tom, Jim Harbaugh is flipping the script as somebody that was on the hot seat real hard to yeah. winning three straight and basically having his. And would you like this segment? Three or four gambling things. That That's was fine. five. That was five because fine. I feel like there was a lot to talk about there. Yeah. But. I feel like if we don't get a thousand recruits in between podcasts, yeah. we'll have a lot more. T- I can't wait to hear what you say about Indiana state next week. <laughs> betting wise. Um, see what you can pull out there. Um, maybe speaking, a little bit more IU driven on that. maybe 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 speaking of pulling stuff out I'm just going to pull this out real quick a super quick word from our sponsor Monon Track Club just hit the 30 second fast forward if you want um, MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State they craft products tell stories create experiences that aim to celebrate support and add to Indiana's running culture check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies as a thank you to our listeners, they're offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout. I will put the stuff in the show notes. You don't even have to go look for it. So there you go. Uh, Brando, you got some randos here and then we'll wrap I up. I do. I do. I got, a, I, had a, I got one really fun one and then and then some kind of weak ones. Tell me which quarterback you would want to start under center. Right? Yeah, quarterback A. Mm. Good pocket presence. Good accuracy. Good size. Okay. Struggles outside the pocket. Not great arm strength. Mm. Absolutely no mobility. That's quarterback A. Okay. Quarterback A. Quarterback B. Tends to go. So positives can make any any off-platform throw. Right? Okay. So he can throw from anywhere. In the pocket, out of the pocket. He's got legs that can stretch the field. And he's got a cannon. However, he tends to go out of the pocket a lot, tends to make quick decisions or doesn't make quick decisions um, as inexperienced. Which guy would you go with, A or B? Is this fitting into IU or is this just in general? This is Mike Bragg choosing who he wants as his quarterback. He has got A or B. Nothing to do with Ohio State or Indiana. Doesn't move well outside of the pocket and no arm. Not no arm, but but not mm, a not a not, not a cannon. That jumps off the, the right. as opposed to quarter B quarterback B who's got a cannon can make a throw anywhere. Give me B. Give me B. I just gave the recruiting plate profile for Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. Really, those are the Ky- two quarterbacks that they're looking at right now. Yep. Again, Kyle McCord is a your straight up pro style. He's 6'4, 210. He's a statue, but he can make it says he can make any throw within 20 yards. Struggles with downfield. He can't remove he can't move. I mean, we're we're talking, you know, statue there. Um, but he's got everything you want, right? He's he's but his arm's just okay. It's just okay. Where Dovin Brown is a little bit more when you think of Ohio State quarterbacks, right? Gets out of the flushes out of the pocket, throws it, throws it far downfield, lets his wide receivers. Everyone says Kyle McCord's gonna be the quarterback. Now I didn't watch highlights. All I read was recruiting profiles. I think we could be catching the worst quarterback, Michael. So I think I, yeah. I, I I I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know. So everything I've read has said the same thing, that it's his job to lose, that they'll let him take the reins until it gets out of control, and then it's the other guy's other guy's shot. Um, 
Now, let, let me preface this. They were both extremely high four stars. Kyle yes. McCord was eighth in his class. Devin Brown, fifth in his class. So Devin Brown was rated a little higher, but I mean, it's it's splitting fringes here. Um, but based on what I've read, I haven't watched anything. Devin Brown seems like more of the quarterbacks Kyle Day has has built his teams around. Taven Jackson, 12th in his class. Just seeing, so you know, I'm just telling you, I'm just saying 12th in his class, number one rated pro style quarterback as a transfer. That's all I'm saying. If he gets if he gets the reins, watch out. I've watched him. I watched him in spring practice. I've told you a thousand times. What is the one word I've used every time? He's not listening. He wants me to just say it. it's smooth. The dude is smooth. He's smooth. His arm silky. His arm, the way he throws the ball, the ball is smooth. There's nothing forced from what I've seen. Now, granted, I know he can throw the ball deep. I've just seen him in a in a 35-yard pocket, basically, on the field. Um, but the dude, the way he moves is smooth. Everything looks smooth. Now, can he handle the pressure week one against the giant? We'll find out. But moving on, next one. So the next one, a uh, little bit of a basic B question. Do we like conference games week one? It seems like we always have them. I almost don't remember when we haven't had them. It doesn't seem to be the norm. Most teams don't seem to do them. Most conferences don't seem to do them. What do we think about a Big Ten conference game week one? You have opened a, what they call a rabbit a rabbit hole or a... Um, yeah, hornet's nest? Whatever it is, because we're about to talk some schedule. So this is a Big Ten thing. This is because of the nine games. So last year, it was at uh, Illinois at home. 2021 was, if I believe, it was at Iowa, which I went to. It was the worst game of my life. I forgot about that. 2020 was Penn State at home, but that was different. That was COVID. That was only conference. 2019 was Ball State at Lucas Oil Stadium. That was the last time we started without a conference game. 2018, was that the Ohio State game? No, that was Florida International away to start and then 2017 was ohio state at home um this is a big 10 thing man this is the nine game big 10 thing which i don't know if anybody else has paid attention to it i know that we have the sec is moving after they become a super conference um once they go to 16 teams they are moving to an eight game schedule brandon here's a question do we go to an eight game schedule in the big 10 when ucla and usc join I hope so. Me too. God, I hope like so. I don't know why the Big Ten feels like it has to be different. Get rid of alignments. Get down to eight games. Get teams and bowls, dum dums. That's how you make money, 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 yep. money, money. Go make money. Stop being stupid. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, but um, do I like it? In this case, yes, I do, Brandon. Uh, but in last year's case, no, I didn't like starting with Illinois, even though it was a huge win. I mean, but I, I would have rather have started with Idaho, honestly, um, and then gone Illinois, but you know, that was a different, a different story. Uh, I would be, you know, we've done it a thousand times. I'd be way more afraid of Ohio state if this was a November game and they're established and they're blowing everybody out by a thousand then I would be week one because we neither team knows what they're going to get. Mark's the best quarterback. Um, I, I love playing them week one. I hate Big Ten. I'm I with you. We, we agree. Spot on. Yes. Yeah. Last question. No longer. I'm done talking Ohio State. Done. Um, we got recruiting Mo. Coach Bostad's killing it. Tom Allen is killing it. Coach Walt Bob. Bell is killing it. Mm-hmm. Over under one and a half commits when we do this pod in seven days. Over um, and under one and a half. I have not. Ooh, ooh, there is one that just. Had There's a one visit. making a decision tomorrow. There's one. Is that the one that just had a just had a visit? Is that the wide this receiver out of, ten, out, out of Tennessee? It is. It is. 
We're gonna have. One. I feel really good about one. Let's just say that I feel I'm really gonna, good about one. We're gonna have one six foot three wide receiver out of Tennessee. I think by next year or next week. Um, so do we get another one? Is the question. I don't know if anybody else has visited or is visiting. I have not paid attention. You don't need to answer that question. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be pessimistic because I'm always the optimistic guy, and the last two seasons have not turned out well doing that. So I'm gonna go pessimistic and say we're gonna be under one and a half. Under one and a half. Gotcha. I we're think gonna, we're over. I think. I think we. I think we got Mo. Charlie. I think we got Mo. I like it. I That's like I this. I like this kid. If we can get him, what is his name? Charlie something. I'm trying to scroll. You want to do peaks. that real quick? Um, but yeah, I think right now we're at seven. I think seven, seven commits. Um, four of them offensive linemen. Oh, we had a bunch of people visiting. Oh, we have a bunch of people. Three offensive linemen. Up. Three have- offensive linemen. A tight end. Charlie a quarterback. Becker. Charlie Becker. Yeah. Um, and he's visiting official visiting on the 16th, Brandon, is what I'm seeing. But he did just visit on official visit. Ooh. We did just have a visit by Demetrius Freeney, a cornerback. Um, that was on June 4th, he's a junior college kid. I mean, we could get into it. He's being recruited by some big schools, dude. He's looking leaning a little bit Miami, well, we, but we'll we, see. We got, we got, we got the, we got playing time. We do have playing time. He's a D, he's a corner, six one too. So you'd like him. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. It's all Brandon Drano's. Okay, cool. Well, we'll even I'm taking the over. I think we got two. I think we got two to talk about next week. Okay. I'm not going to Germany anymore, so I'll be here. Hey, it sucks for you, I think, but yeah, we'll be here. We'll talk. Some I've decided I've traveled so much this it's year. A lot of I, travel. I just I canceled the visit. Like I can't. I got to get some actual work done because you there don't you get go. shit done when you travel. Yeah, no, I don't get shit done at period. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast leo, um, and be sure to follow our new partner. It's at Big Banter Sports. It's just spelled normal, big banter sports um, for all of the latest updates involving the podcast as well as the, as well as the new additions, which are basically being added almost daily, uh, but definitely weekly. I saw that we got that clown PJ flex sort of pod on our team now, I guess. But, you know, as, as us being the oldest of the brothers of the brethren, that is big banter sports. We're allowed to talk like this, I think. I don't Healthy know. They sports. listen to this pod. The, the sports. Our, our bosses, I guess, Brandon, our bosses sure. listen to this pod. Sure. They'll, they'll, they'll let us know if like, we're, we're crossing the line or not. Um, but we yeah, play sports. This is healthy. Um, I, will, <laughs> I will give something. You know, if, you guys, if you guys aren't following uh, big banter sports, like sometimes I can get a little bit of an, like, a, uh, especially when it comes to football, like I get into a little bit of like an IU tractor beam, mm-hmm. right? So like they they follow recruiting for everybody. I don't know how they have enough time to do that, but um, like I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, Michigan just got this big recruit, and Penn State just got like I never see that stuff. Um, so so that they're, they're good for that, and that's that's what I've seen them them kind of do that and bring the Big Ten together. You know, we are the Super Conference. That's right. E F F. The SEC. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, be sure to download, rate, review, follow on all of our platforms, and be sure to join us next week as we tackle week two's Friday night Mac marquee matchup against Indiana State. The super regional Indiana State. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, congrats, congrats, trees. You know, you didn't have to play those knuckle draggers from Kentucky. <laughs> and have to deal with their crazy fans. Whatever. Either way, that's enough Kentucky talk. Love you guys. Elio. 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 He said it. That was <laughs> terrible. That was awful. I even did like a little head nod. Whatever. Either way. See you guys. Bye. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. 
Have a great day, Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio. Elio.